Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in to the Training Make podcast with Zach Tellender and Max Aida. <laughs> I actually thought your name was Max Max Aida, I think, when I first yeah. read it. A lot, of, a lot of people make that mistake. It's pronounced Ada, but apparently what I've heard is that when my grandfather came over here, when he got to Ellis Island, they asked him his name, and he pronounced it Aida. And then they changed it there. The guy's like, ah, let's just say Ada. What is it? What is it? What is Aida? It's Italian. Hey. Ada. Max Aida. My, my grandfather's from Calabria, which is like the toe of the boot right next to Sicily. Very cool. Yeah. Learn something new every day, well, folks. Yeah, and that's our show. And hopefully we can learn you some more things today. Yep. So you had an interesting, you had an interesting uh, little Instagram conversation going there for a minute on your, uh, the other day. Maybe yeah, do you like that? Ago. That was good. It was, a, it was, I, I liked your post. Your post was good. You know, you talked about Kendrick, you showed Kendrick, and then you got some, which is surprising. You got some haters coming on and, you know, pointing out how there's, there's two, there's like two camps in this argument with the, the United States and doping and weightlifting. One is that, Hey, the rest of the world does drugs and that's okay. And it's fine because they're fucking awesome. And Americans are just coming in and they whine about it. And they whine about, oh, you guys are cheating and we're losing because you're cheating. And the other side of the argument, the other camp is kind of like, hey, you know, these are probably the extreme versions, but hey, you know, we'd be winning every medal in the, in the world championships if we weren't on drugs or if everyone was clean, right? And, and they're complaining and Americans, you know, Americans are righteous and you know, we're, we're doing the Lord's work. So we should be, you know, we should be commended for this. And I, it's, it's not quite that extreme. I think the reality is a little bit different than that. The reality is not such that, you know, I've never really heard, and I've been to these meets with the top level American teams and no offense to any of them at all. I don't believe that they are using drugs from the standpoint of one, you know, the weights they're lifting two, the sophistication level of them and their coaches, not that it's a, not a knock on these people. It's just that I don't think they are, you know, seeing them. I don't think they are in that place where it's something that they would consider that they would, you know, the, the, the planning and the, the, you know, what's needed to accomplish you know, evasion of drug testing. I don't see anyone in the sport at that level in the U S like committing to that kind of level of this, right. Really having the resources to make it worthwhile. Um, you know, you're, you're talking like how many coaches would spend thousands upon thousands of dollars, even if it's like 15 grand or 10 grand or whatever to evade the test for a year, who who the fuck's going to spend that? Right. Yeah. You know, no one's, no one's breaking in cash to the stand, you know, from the standpoint of like, Oh, this is worth doing because they're not going to make more money off a lifter doing well. Right. It's not like, Oh, suddenly, you know, a lifter wins this or does that. And the coach becomes, you know, a millionaire or, or the organization does, um, you know, the best lifters are, are making lots of money as the best lifters and they have great sponsorship deals, but that's outside of, outside of like them placing extraordinarily well. And obviously CJ is the only one example that I would say CJ is like, you know, he's a phenomenal lifter. In fact, you know, had CJ won the world championships in 2017, which he was one lift away from, he would have been the only weightlifter in the history of the sport to win this, the, the youth junior and senior worlds in one year. Yeah. Right? Would have been amazing. I mean, I mean, like he basically did it. We saw him make the lift. Uh, so it's like, that's, a, you know, he's on another level. But, you know, for the most part, I guess, kind of going back to the original argument, a lot of people complain about 
this and that and sort of like, oh, it's, it's this, that. The, the thing that it degrades to is this argument that let's, let's remove the drugs from the equation and let's say there's no drugs in Europe. They're doing it better than us or China is doing it better than us. And there's all these points, these talking points people love to latch onto. You know, one of them is, well, the drugs don't improve your technique, right? The, yeah. the, drugs, the drugs only, it's always from people that have never taken drugs. The drugs only allow you to train harder and recover faster. They don't make you stronger than this and that. And, uh, you know, these arguments are fucking stupid because but let's they're... look at a practical example of the, you know, drugs don't make your technique better. They may not directly impact the skill at which you execute your technique, like the actual trained skill of it. But if drugs don't make you a better lifter, encompassing, you know, in that Venn diagram, better equals a huge chunk of that encompassing technique. Why does Ilya Illin look like he sucks at jerking? Yeah. Right? I mean, his jerk is worse technically than it was before. Right. I mean, everything is worse with these lifters who, who have been sanctioned right. who, and who now have to try to lift clean, or at least to the extent that sure. they now have to be clean. Um, but that, that was one thing that I mentioned in my video, the difference between technique and form. And I think we talked about this yeah. maybe last podcast is, is the form in which you're in doesn't, it, it doesn't completely correlate with the technical prowess of the lift. Um, and, right. and to be in a lot better form and to feel a lot better, uh, taking steroids definitely helps. Taking PEDs sure. definitely helps. The, the, the comment, so, so for the people who are listening, the Instagram post I, I made, um, it was just a screenshot because I went on USADA uh, again and I, I wanted to see how many times Kendrick Check, was, check it for your own name. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Still not on <laughs> there. Damn it, I wish, I wish I'd get one test. I've only been good enough to be tested tested one time. I don't even know if it's in the books, but you guys can search. I've only been tested one time. Um, but it was a screen cap of Kendrick Ferris and the amount of times he's been tested. Mm -hmm. He's been tested 121 times since the age of 14 to 29 years old. He never uh, actually used the. He's never even used the bathroom. <laughs> That's how often yeah. he's been tested. <laughs> yeah, they're just oh, you're going to the bathroom? Let's get you. Let's get that Here's urine sample. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, the funny thing was like Kendrick was in that time. It's the McLaren, like uh, the McLaren report was right. 2009 to 2019. Like that's the that's the 10 years that they studied, and it was 120 pages. That is the prime of Kendrick's career. And what right. I was trying to point out was like. All of the shittiness in, in the McLaren report, all of the shittiness in this sport, here is an athlete that has paid the price. Mm, and yeah. here are the facts that surround yep. that. There is, there's really no debating that. This man was tested 121 times. Meanwhile, federations are paying uh, Ion millions so that they don't get popped. Mm -hmm. for drug testing also federations that have little to to no internal uh drug testing at all and so yeah. my whole thing was like hey this is it you know like don't don't let kendrick ferris his name kind of go unremembered because we're right. you know we're, we're looking at all things gym videos and hook grip videos of guys who are doing crazy shit and and you know it's like don't let him be forgotten three-time Olympian, multiple American record holder, Pan Am champion. I mean, the list goes on and on. And uh, I have, can you see the screen right now, Max? Mm -hmm. Yep. I have, you know, some of the, what, what I'm concerned with is the negative uh, comments, obviously, right? Because we don't well, want- Well, that's, that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. There's no comparison between the technique of American weightlifters right. and the and the Russian and the Chinese and Russian weightlifters. This is a, a negative comment. The Chinese Russian weightlifters technique is on another level. They have scienced the shit out of weightlifting. A child when he can barely walk is handed over a barbell in China. <laughs> PEDs don't help with technique. They help with recovery. The amount of training one can endure to accruing more muscle mass. The moment Americans get their thick heads out of their football helmet, helmet 
things will start to look brighter in weightlifting. I, I will say, sidebar, that's probably the most accurate statement, that if, yes, we did all stop playing American football, this would never be an issue again. If all those top football players were actually weightlifters, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that, that's true. So, yeah. so kudos so the, for that. Till then, run laps on the baseball field, ram mm. into each other like barbarians, and springboard your dunks into broken glass. Half the books you read <laughs> about weightlifting are written by Eastern Bloc cultures. You're also under the... Oh, yeah. You, you also worked under the tutelage of a Bulgarian. Yeah. Yeah. And to which I said, ah, yes, do you care to speak more on behalf of Max Ada? He shares these exact same opinions. I love so, how you can display, dismiss every bit of fact that I displayed with an argument uh, with an emotional feeling piece. Right. And, you um, know, it's like – Yeah. Oh, sorry. It, was, it, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think, I think he's, you know – uh, no, no disrespect to the guy making the argument, right? I, who knows exactly the tone with which he's, he's saying all this. But the reality is like a lot of those arguments are, are they seem like, like arguments. They seem like this is, these are logical reasons why the U.S. is not as good. And to some degree, it's true, right? But any one of those factors alone, like technique that's not as good as the rest of the world, um, you know, that's one, not entirely true. There's plenty of U.S. lifters that have very, very solid technique. And two, it's, you know, it's proven otherwise that that is the sole reason for someone's success. Like, like C.J. Cummings may not have technique that is as aesthetically pleasing as you know alexi petrov but tj cummings is still lifting the weights and look at look at plenty of other lifters that have sub you know not ideal looking textbook technique but lift giant weights right um the the thing about like the other arguments the the idea that like the the rest of the world has put so much energy into this and they've done so much to break it down to get every little detail and understand everything about it is also just it, it's not necessarily the case it's not necessarily that even if they did that it doesn't necessarily account for the success they've had right to look at all of china and say okay they've they've put everything into this they have flawless technique they have this and that that's absolutely perfect they've done everything great um but that in and of itself doesn't necessarily guarantee that you have all the pieces to, to, you know, to win. You need to execute the plan. Yeah. And looking at the Chinese and saying, oh, it's because their technique is better is, you know, it's like, okay, the technique is not allowing for people like Lu Jiajun to squat 310 kilos. Like, it's not that his technique is any better. He has great technique for squatting, right? But it's not like, I mean... His, he still has to produce 310 kilos of force, right? There's no way yeah. around that. He has to yeah. produce the force. That's where it all starts to break down. It's like we know that any of these factors could be improved or, or could be less, like you know, technique quality and these things, the quality of training. But when it comes down to it, the actual weights they're lifting are obviously achieved only with, <laughs> with drugs Yeah, because, because – because the results we've are going to go down. Yeah, yeah we've seen it. I, I, this is another thing. Like, why are we continually to? Why are we continually understating the results going down? Ilya yeah. Ilyin's results cannot be any more deflated. They yeah. can't. He went from squat jerking two hundred forty kilos, clean and squat jerking two hundred forty kilos, to missing five. Right? Something. I mean, impossible. Yeah. Right. To missing 200 kilo 190s, jerks 95, on, yeah. on stage. I mean, it, I don't care what excuse that is. That's a, that's a ridiculous decrease. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. it, and, and, and God, the list of those types of people goes on and on and on. I mean, it, right. you know, so, so then to, to not mention that factor as such and to not mention the factor of the the, the the literal fact of the McLaren report to not so even just those two factors were really what I mentioned was like hey drug yeah. use is effective but not just drug use 
drug use and then paying the right people. Right. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't corruption. That is, that doesn't diminish technique. None of those factors are, are affecting the other one. So if you take drugs and you can pay the right people, yeah, if you have better technique and you're just a better athlete, like you're going to win, you know, but someone like Kendrick Ferris never had that opportunity. He never did. And here's, here's another, you know, another comment is like listening to an yet another American whining about how, about how the whole world is unfair to them. And they're the cleanest nation mm-hmm. in the world because they passed the biggest number of tests. If it was the other way around <laughs> and you lived in Russia and China and you get the chance to take PEDs for a living to support yourself and your family, you wouldn't blink for a second. So that, that's the, that is the, uh, the best possible, the best possible way to build the strongest, most, you know, rigid straw man you possibly, possibly could. You are now arguing against a ghost because I never made any of those things. I never said one of those things. It's impossible to bring any sort of nuance around this. I mean, I know like, um, people who are first and second generation Russians who are weightlifters and they're, they're like, yeah, dude, are you kidding me? We like, they'll, they'll agree with me. They're just on the same exact side they, mm-hmm. because I'm not diminishing an athlete's performance entirely. I'm really not. I'm just looking at what I'm seeing and, and making observations and saying shit. Yeah. I, I, I mean, also, yeah, go, go ahead. I don't think there's a lot of whining. I, I've never seen, I've never really seen the whining. I think people, most of the athletes and stuff get into the situation. They see it. They're in the back room. and It's obvious. And it's like, I've never heard anyone here and there, people, you know, get frustrated. But like, I don't think there's this like overwhelming sense of whining about the rest of the world being on drugs. And that's why we can't improve because most people understand they have plenty of room to, to improve. They have plenty of things they can develop that are, that are just underserved, right? They could you know, better nutrition, better training, better technique. All these things could happen. So the whining thing isn't really going on. The issue that I see that's much bigger is that it is a state sponsored program. It is if it's not completely obvious from what happened with Rodchenkov and the Icarus movie and what was going on there and what we can fucking guarantee is going on in China, like it's a state sponsored program. It's run by at least, if not an organized group, you know, multiple coaches and doctors, it's run by the entire governing organization. So it's, you're, you're combating, you know, it's not, it's not Ilya Ilin versus someone else. It's Kazakhstan using Ilya as the vehicle to battle what other, whatever other countries they want to battle, right? Precisely. Uh, right. It's not, it's not like, okay, you know, Joe Blow in his, you know, grandma's basement working out in the United States, like, oh, gets real strong and, you know, then goes and competes. Yeah, it's like one guy doing one thing or one girl doing one thing. Somebody getting caught for using drugs. You know, it's, it's an isolated incident where it happens. I mean, that happens in Russia as well. It happens in other countries. People are going to try. A little bit of positive testing is an indicator that, you know, it's probably a healthy cross-section of the population doing the sport. Um, but it's not like you have people who will have their friends falsify uh, you know, arrest records to get out of getting tested or people spending in excess. I mean, we had one Olympian tell us that he had spent in excess of like $40,000 in drugs, which I don't even know how you spend that much, but leading into an Olympic competition. And so it's like, you have a very different, a very different structure to what's going on, yeah. right? It's, 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 you know, all that aside though, I think the kind of point I was getting to more is that the idea that they're doing it all better than us, I think only holds water in some places. Right. And that's, that's what, that's, that's where you would be misconstrued for whining. Right. Right. Um, Cause I agree. I agree. There's areas we're failing. We're definitely, 
we could do better in the early stages of developing GPP and the early stages of recruitment. Those things, I think, are superior in a lot of other countries. They use a better model for that. Right. And I, I think, think beyond those things, we're catching up quite well. I think, but here's, and this is, again, this is a total feeling thing. So this mm-hmm. is somewhat unsubstantiated, but as a lifter makes their way into, you know, someone you would consider as like master of sport, do you feel like the simplicity of the program can only work unless you are using PEDs. And in other words, you know, what I've noticed um, for the advancement of a very, very good uh, weightlifter, that is natural. And you coach a lot of those people. Uh, there needs to be an expansion of that GPP and that the expansion of that sub max pro- programming that, that thing that requires a lot more nuance. Is it possible that some of these countries, you know, I know Bulgaria actually absolutely lacked any nuance to their programming, right? That's, that's not even, you know, you know, but is there, I, I guess the main thing is, are we experiencing currently the big like natural experiment experiment? You know, well, are, is this our time to take the, our best athletes and see which way of training works best for natural af- athletes, which will be something that's vastly different from what we all know, which is the, you know, the Soviet methodology? I think, I think that the, the methods that work for natural athletes are the same methods that work for athletes on drugs. And, and I believe that, you know, to give a little lesson here to people as to what's going on with the drugs. If we imagine, if we understand the concept of volume landmarks, right? And volume landmarks are basically just at what point, you know, how, how much training is the minimum amount of training you have to do to get better, to make gains. And then what is the point the maximum recoverable volume, the most you can do and still recover from, not necessarily the most you can do and survive, but the most you can do and recover from and and be able to train again. Um, And as you train, as anyone trains, a beginner starts and that minimum effective volume is really low. When you go to the gym the first day, you could probably do one set of bench presses and get stronger next time, right? You'd be stronger by the next time. And you could probably bench press every day before you really got too tired or too fatigued to keep bench pressing. So your MEV is really low and your MRV is really high. There's this huge window. The distance between those points is really far. You know, for example, if your MEV is 10 sets or three sets of bench press and your MRV is 30 sets, there's a huge window. So everything and anything you do is probably going to be enough to get better but not even close to enough to stop you from recovering. As you get better at training, as you improve, as you get stronger, those two points move closer to each other, right? You, the amount of training you have to do to get better moves closer to the the most training you could possibly do, right? You see this all the time with, with every athlete goes through this. So, you know, you get to a point where the, the, the amount of training you have to do to actually improve is basically really, really close to the most training you can do and still be recovering from. Right. And you get stuck in a place where there's no way to break over that. You can't just do more training because you won't recover from it. And if you do less, then you're not going to make any progress. So here's the, here's the key here is that there's no way necessarily to spread those points back further apart. So as you progress in your career, you're not going to be able to move those points further away from each other, except for one scenario, right? If you take them, them, them supplements, steroids, those grandpa's cough (laughs) medicine. Yeah. Grandpa's cough medicine. So if you take drugs, drugs have been shown in, in, you know, there's good research that shows that, you know, there's a famous study that are famous, a well-known study where, they gave you know three groups of people. One group trained and didn't take drugs. One group didn't train and 
and didn't do anything. And then one group trained and took drugs. And then one group just took drugs and didn't train, right? And at the end of this, what we found out, the group that trained and took drugs made tons of progress. The group that didn't, you know, that didn't take drugs but trained made some progress. But the group that only took drugs gained more muscle mass than the group that just trained. Right. Which, which shows that what happened was essentially, you know, essentially taking the drugs lowered their minimum effective volume to zero. So yeah. the drugs spread those points out further. They move your ability to recover and train up and they reduce the amount of training you have to do to make progress. So right. that's You're- why you see, yeah, I mean, that's the obvious reason why you see that people can continue to progress and grow and get stronger and bigger. You know, I mean, you look at, you know, people, Lu Jun's been on the, the Chinese national team for how many decades? Yeah. There's no, there's no other person in China that's more talented. That's like, there's not 10 more guys better, right? right. I mean, if, if that's not their system. Their system is not a matter of just get millions and millions of people into it and run and then them keep through. One. And yeah. just keep, yeah. Why, I mean, you've seen the same guys on the team for a long time. If, right. if the case was truly that you find the absolute most freaky people and whatever person is more, more freaky, you take them, it isn't. They're, they're developing lifters and they're, they're, you know, they're sticking with people. So, well, so Lee Da Yin, I don't know how recent this was, but he clean and jerked 215. Or he, he competition? Uh, hang cleaned. No, it was just in training. Oh. Oh, training. You know, there's an 80, 81. Right. Clean. Yeah. But you know, Lou, Lou is also done like 220 in training. Right. But they, you know, you don't know what their body weights are or whatever. But, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it's like, you know, they're, they've got a lot of guys and there's other reasons possibly yeah. you for, take for selecting, you take the guy, you know, is going to win. Right. Yeah. Um, but the point being that it isn't so much about like, think about this. If we know that physiologically, you're not going to be able to move those points away from each other, and you're China, and you have millions of dollars of resource and slave labor and whatever else you want, you can go to the iPhone factory and you know, you can force them to do whatever. You've got one bet. You're going to dump all your money into that bet. What are you going to dump your money into? How do I pass drug tests? Yeah, because it's the one thing it's that the you only can thing guarantee yeah. is going to work well. You know, they're not putting money into let's spend a you know let's spend all of our money and time researching the five concepts of of weightlifting. What are they? Are they slow, fast, close, <laughs> low? Uh, sign up for the Ma Strength Seminar now. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what are? Yeah, it's like they're like, how do we not get right. caught? taking drugs look at russia and sochi they didn't they didn't spend all their money on like let's research better technique there's got to be a better way to clean the bar what they, what they do they build a fucking kgb building next to the drug testing lab right and then they snuck out the yeah. piss tests through a hole yeah. they spent you know probably how much money they had to spend on you know r&d to figure out how to open up those glass the 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 vials you put yeah. in like they probably spent more on that than they did on the actual sport because right. well if we can figure this out we've got you know cats we're done. It's so it's, it's if, yeah. if if you if there is a possibility of assurance that you can that you can win it's far more valuable to yeah. them than um you know kind of that coin flip and that's that's why the McLaren report is so so eye opening is because that was really what people had determined. It was like, we're, we're not going to risk uh, trying to build up our federations in, in this way that, you know, trying new things and experimenting new things. Yeah. We, we're just going to join the club and, and pay Ion what he needs and, and drug test the, or, and, and do drugs the right way. Because if, if we don't do it, everyone else will. Right. And um, it's like, you know, the reality is a lot of the training stuff has been sorted out for the most part. There's going to be innovations. There's going to be adjustments, but the gross understanding of how to train and lift and compete in the sport is, is pretty well understood. And, and here it's well understood more. It's so, not like there's, you know, it's not like 1997 when everyone's kind of in the dark still and kind of curious as to what goes on. 
that stuff's not going to change much because we know the single biggest factor, you know, I mean, going from a 245 squat jerk to a, you know, 197. Clean and jerk. Clean and barely jerk run off the platform. Yeah. Right. Like J session at the AO final. He's not that, (laughs) he's not that, you know, um, and yeah, I love Ilya. I wish, I wish 2014 Ilya would come back. 2015 Ilya would come back. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's, it's not there. So it's like, that's the, that's the thing is like, so all these arguments about like, Oh, they're doing it better. But we know exactly what they're doing. We know where the money's going. It's all obvious. We know where everything's all the energy's going. So <laughs> I guess the, the argument to me is just so pointless. So what's, what is, you know, the only thing that I can grasp from uh, what would make you pass a test is if the drugs weren't detectable in your system. And for me, it, it, it seems like that literally means the drugs aren't in your system at that time. So it's, I mean, is it, is it as archaic as simply uh, like cycling off in time? Well- and so, at the right time. Like, is it just that? Like, just making sure by the time you're there, the drugs that you have been taking will not be detected. This is, I'm going to plug a, a, another really good podcast, the Anti-Doping Science. I don't know if he still does the podcast, but a couple of years back, there was a kid uh, in the UK putting together, he's followed him on Instagram. He had some great podcasts discussing, you know, drug testing and, and anti-doping and this kind of stuff. Um, but there's a couple of things happening there. I think on one level, there is the probably most common thing, which is try to you know understand when you're going to be clean, when you can pass a test, and play that game. Right? Take drugs, but see if you can pass tests. Learn, you know, do some testing of your own, and learn when somebody's going to be, you know going to pass the test. You just right. just buy the same equipment that the drug testers use, buy the same machines and do those tests yourself or really just use a WADA laboratory like in Russia and test your athletes and find out when they're going to pass. Just right. run the test until you can pass. So that's one thing. That's just going to be that's fairly common because I think we saw what happened when they developed a new test, right? Yes. You ended up the with window. 50 positives, right? They opened right. that window up and a lot of people failed. Yeah. The other things are, you know, we know that not all of those tests that were failed were probably people doing that. The other side of that would be that the other method, I guess, would be like you're paying to not be tested or you're paying for your results to not appear. So, you know, some of those medalists that, that got popped may have never had any intention of trying to pass a test. They knew right. they weren't going to, but they were not expecting to lose or to be caught, right? Um, so there's a lot of money exchanging hands and people are, you know, taking control of the, the, the tests and, you know, oh, you, you know, you're fine. Um, so some of it's that as well. The other small sliver of it, which I, I doubt, I, I, would, I would doubt is very common, is the designer some kind of designer drug, right? When, right? when you can imagine the money and effort that would go into something like that, right? It, it's a lot. You know, it's like, it, maybe it's not millions, but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of effort and time for something that may not be that effective or as effective as you want. And on top of it, once they find it, if someone leaks it, yeah. Right. Or someone, right. The Balco is a good example of that. Somebody gets it. It's your fucked. You can't use it anymore. Yep. So it's, it's a recurring cost that you have to pay as those things become more aware. I'm sure it's happening, but probably to a lesser extent than the simplest option, which is pay someone to not say anything about you failing or cycle off or cycle off. Probably more common is to just pay because most of these countries probably would look at it as it's just an expense of doing sport right like you just right yeah you know we pay a million dollars or half a million euros to whoever and that's and it you know, our there, guy yeah. gets to lift that's our kind of uh our our invitation to the poker tournament you got to have that ten thousand right. dollar buy-in or whatever yeah. yeah and so it's you know it's like it turns into a situation of that i think 
the big picture though is like if we remove that from the equation if you remove drugs from the equation it's really difficult to know exactly where everyone's at right it's you, really hard but we can look these, at what's that do you think in these multi-factored sports there's less of that it, but even uh, though it might still exist like something like gymnastics for instance um, i think it all because, exists on because there's like it's not just six lifts it's not just a measured thing there's four judges there's judgment there's Uh, levels of difficulty yes of course there's peds being used right um uh but do you think there's less of that that money exchanging hands uh, because you would have to buy someone's opinion rather than Mm -hmm. than buying the simple results because there's no opinion you know if, if the elbow doesn't move it's like you can't give it a bad signal so you can't judge you right. can't change the results in that way, right? Right. You're you're limited to. I think that yeah. I mean, my guess would be that there's a lot of corruption that exists at that level. Um, I don't know the extent to which like judges in gymnastics or in other sports are you know scrutinized. Like if you imagine you're an NFL referee, you're yeah. you have a very strict rules. Very, yeah. very strict rules of what you can do. If you're an NFL referee and you show up to a you show up to a game, you know, ready to work and you're wearing your Broncos vest, like your Broncos jacket and your your hat, like you're probably done. Your job's probably over. Yeah. Right. Like yep. you can't you can't be affiliated with anyone or you know. So it's like a it's a I, is that the same in gymnastics? Like my guess is no, because we kind of know that there's a ton of corruption in, in these things, the IOC and all this. But who knows, right? I mean, I'm sure those gymnasts, if, if there's a gymnast that listens to this or knows is a high-level gymnast, you know, could you say that? I, I'm sure it is because even, even outside of corruption, it may just be that, like, you know, you're some j- judge who's like, I don't like that bitch. Like, I'm going to yeah. fucking give her a little less. I'm, I'm going to look for everything more, you know. Um, that's I tough, mean, but so, so – so I would say like the drugs probably are probably a smaller component it's, of it. No, well, I would say it's the cycle off component is always there. So in, in gymnastics, you would simply cycle off and, and, you know, just roll the dice with water. So they're probably uh, not as significant, right? The, the more complex the sport, the gymnastics is such a skill sport. Right. Okay. Well, something the, like, something like um, throwing uh, in the Olympics yeah. is incredibly dope heavy. I mean, not even just throwing, like, let's just, all of track and field like to be perfectly honest like all of track and field is is a would dope would work tremendously well i mean maybe just eliminate that any sport a peds that's what they're meant to do but i would say that cycling off is much more likely than cycling off plus corruption in other sports compared to weightlifting where weightlifting, we now have, we have this McLaren report where it was like, it was not just cycling off. It's the mm-hmm. people just being like, Hey, you know, we're not going to cycle yeah. off or whatever. Yeah. We're just going to pay. And, and then we're going to go from there. Now, I wonder with China, I wonder if they do have a drug right now that is, you know, that, that for the past eight years, they've been able to keep under wraps. Yeah. Um, it's, it's likely, I mean, I would, I would imagine that somewhere like, it's hard to say. It's like when it's that perfect, it it strikes me that it's probably more of a corruption thing. Yeah. But it's hard to say. You know, I guess I don't know how much would come out in the McLaren report, you know, with who uh, who is with, you know, who is gonna what's gonna happen now that Ion isn't there and if he's not everyone's you know, gonna be clean. Well, well, who, who's who's everyone going to pay now? Who? Whoever becomes president, probably. I mean, think about this, right? Whoever becomes president or is currently president is probably sitting in a position where they have to make the choice of whether or not, you know, some country comes to you and you're like, hey, well, I guess you're in charge now. So like, you know, wink, wink, like, I found this bag of cash on the ground and <laughs> right. Like, you I mean like that, that situation is probably going to happen at some point. Yeah. True. Right. I mean, and then so, what happens then? Does it just, do we just replace Ion with another version of him or, or is it the kind of thing where like, you know, who, who do you put in charge that you can guarantee is not going to be corrupt? Yeah. 
Well, so this is uh, a little bit of a diversion here in conversation, but CrossFit, uh, Greg Glassman has... Greg Glassman would take over. He sold... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know know the first thing he'd do when he got there was change the Wi-Fi password. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, so this is a new development. Greg Glassman has stepped down as the owner. Did you see that? Sold it to that guy that owned... uh, What was it? Uh... Uh, I read it this morning. So, so the the thing that I think people are have t- are taking issues with still is like they're no one's going to let their foot off the gas until till everything is clear, like clear cut. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let me see here. Let's see this. Yeah. So someone was based. Uh, someone on Reddit was like, you know, again, Reddit can be a cesspool, but you know. It is what it is. Uh, you know, selling the company could mean nothing. You could, you would basically, uh, it's a private company. So he could, he could still be a majority shareholder in it. You would right. take, you would take 5% of the company and then sell it away. And that would be technically selling it because that would be a large portion of the shares. So, um, yeah, I, would, I mean, that's, uh, I, I hate you're to never, talk to bring up CrossFit s- again. You know, it's like no, no, no. I, I think that's good. It's decent news. You're never going to satisfy anyone, or everyone, right? You're never going to satisfy everyone. I mean, yeah. Greg built CrossFit, and like the, the reality is, like I heard stories about him being like this years ago, and not yeah. from people that were like anyone that no one else would know. He's like, oh, some secret inside. Like it was well known that he's a creep. I mean, any of the videos you watch him doing creepy stuff to, to women, like there's one video of him doing like showing some deadlift thing where he's like running his leg hand up her thigh. And like, it's like, yeah, yeah obviously this guy's a creep. Like obviously this guy's an asshole and, and whatnot. Like, yeah, but everyone still was part of it. So now it's like the guy has to sell every single share and, you know, absolve himself of the thing he built. Like, I, I guess my, my, my point is, you know, I don't know what my point is, but my point is, well, know, I so guess, if, if that's not enough, then what, then, yeah, then, you're, then you, nothing you, is, like, I think he has to like, yeah, he has to baptize himself in, in, you know, afterward to show that he's not the bad guy. He's changed. I mean, you can't satisfy everybody with that. I, I think that the reality is more that it's, it's all still probably just going to be the same. The behavior and that stuff changes, the company changes, but he's still, you know, it's probably not one guy that was making it this way. Okay. Right? This is crazy. All right. Have you heard about this? This is the international functional fitness federation. Oh, they're probably going to be huge. The I, uh, so I F F A A. No, the IF3, so IF cubed. IF cubed. No, they literally go by IF3. So, um, uh, founded in 2016, interesting, I haven't heard about them till today. The International Functional Fitness Federation is a nonprofit organization and serves as the international gover- governing body for functional fitness as competitive okay. sport. Um, ultimately... This is where things get interesting, guys. And, and as an Olympic sport, we can sit back, at least tentatively an Olympic sport, we can sit yeah. back and just watch with the popcorn. Ultimately, the IF3 is aiming to gain recognition for the sport by the International Olympic Committee and earn a spot on the Olympic program. We believe proper governance by an independent nonprofit organization is key to establishing the legitimacy of the sport in the broader sporting community and maintaining its longevity. Oh boy. A lot of words, a lot of so, words, a lot of letters in their name. So they're, they're trying to be uh, an Olympic. They sport. want to be in the Olympics. I don't know. That just seems. Uh, yeah. How uh, it's not like it, it's more that like CrossFit doesn't really need to be in the Olympics. I don't think it really gives it any more legitimacy. No, and and I and actually like, I saw the take from um, uh, Johnny Candido. He was like, uh, the IPF it, or USAPL doesn't want anything to do with the IOC. 
Uh, that's not true. Is that not true? The, uh, well, oh my God! The I, the well, I oh, not USAPL. The IW, no, US, the, the IPF, IPF wants would, to be. They would love a chance to get into the IOC. Into okay, the into the Olympics. Okay, but the USAPL. Mm-hmm. as a business has only has only done better and better every year yeah um with more more and more membership and their the the corruption at least to our knowledge isn't there and when you start adding in the pressures of the IOC that's when things can get weird uh, one thing that um Owen mentioned was like when I when I was on the their podcast recently with Seb which was really great great mm-hmm. podcast um now that we're not going to be paying the ioc uh weightlifting you know now that i mean how much money did ions you know give to the ioc just to make sure that we were a legitimate sport right is was that happening as well now Probably. that we're now that ion is gone and that's the ioc's ticket to you know uh yearly stipend are they going to give a shit about us you know, now that we we've cut out the the cancer, are they going to, you know, mm. come back? That that was another thing too. It was like I guess if you think about the McLaren report and these countries, these federations, it wasn't the fact that they would do like a one time thing where they would pay, you know, like once yeah once. These were people who Ion knew was going to come back. Well, they got the a day. better they got a better deal if they signed up for the subscription, right? <laughs> exactly and if they voted for ion as president you know it's it was a like, month it's monthly recurring it comes out every every month first of the month right and if it's, you sign up for for a four-year deal you don't have to pay the um there you go no intro fee yeah the the intro fee you don't have to pay that it's 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 uh, you know it's a nice recurring monthly fee and yep. uh we'll take care of you here at the yeah. iwf <laughs> we'll take care of all your fitness needs Whatever you want, whatever you want to take, put anything in your body, horse drugs, rhino, rhino tranquilizers, you're good to go. Maybe it was a menu. Maybe he had a menu of like, hey, you could take this, but if you want to take this, it's going to cost even more. Yeah, if you so want to- People I mean, looking like, you know, like, like countries like China are like, oh, we'll just take the unlimited package. But then there's country right. like- Azerbaijan who's like look at the menu like they're like has, oh, got change like get some change like oh what can I what can I take for like 20, listen 2700 yeah we, we had a bunch of guys who were who did really well with stenozolol do you uh, think we can take that they're like well that's gonna cost you that's gonna be an extra 45k uh we uh, know that like well hey you know the Chinese they went all in this year they paid us 2.5 <laughs> million dollars and they're clear to take Diana ball yeah uh di- literally as they're warming up they can take Diana ball and, yep. we, and we will not be able to bust them. Yeah, uh, but and, and you I right now, discount guys. The Aziris, you better be you better be cycled off six months out, and even then, uh, we'll be able to do the isotope test, and, and we're probably going to pop you. Uh, it's probably not far off of this, actually. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it really is. I guess <laughs> that's the funny shit. Oh man, poor uh, you know Azerbaijan. And I feel like that's the country that we've been bringing up every single time well, we want to talk about. Like, they make themselves an easy target. You're right. Well, how about of, this as a as a as a target? What was the Turkmenistan where um where you? Oh were my at? god! Yeah, that's a pretty easy target. I mean, especially because oh. you you were the able witness that when they let they let the forty five kilo girl lift and then she like blatantly missed a lift, or no, she got reds on the lift. I'm trying to remember. She got reds on the lift, and it might have been like a real bad press out. So they took it away from her and she gets on the podium. Everything goes fine. <laughs> like the next day they rolled it back and they're like, actually we're giving her that lift and the record. What? Yeah. It was some, to, uh, someone should correct me. I'm sure they will if I'm totally mistaken here, but I remember it was some kind of event like that where it's just like, it's like, I, I article. Were... Like, the, like this is a fucking joke at this point. Like, Oh, you know what? Actually, we looked at it and it's good. And she got, she got the junior record for that because you know, it all, it all counts. Meanwhile, this girl looks like a hard, a hard 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you've lived in the, you've lived in some shit holes in Turkmenistan for sure. Yeah. And I don't even think they're from Turkmenistan. I think they're all from, uh, 
They might be Bulgarian. Neighboring, con- neighboring countries. Been, well, they might have been like Bulgarians who moved there. Or, and I think they're It's coach. a sweet deal, man. Let me tell you. Yeah. Valentin Hristov and uh, right? Bianca Kostova, they got yeah. no, re- they have zero uh, relation to anything Aziri. And, and they were paid, well, not them. The Bulgarian Federation was paid a handsome fee for both of those ones. So it is a sweet deal if you have yeah. a federation where weightlifting is big and, hey, are you a small, you know, dictatorship-style country with, right. with a lot of poor people? Do you want to pay some money for some new athletes and, you know, potentially win a gold medal? Look at that. Like, you're, you're winning a gold medal in the Olympics. This, is, this ain't no joke, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, there you go. All right. That's probably enough for today. Yeah. We'll have a full episode devoted to Greg Glassman's Wi-Fi passwords and uh, general demeanor for the next time. Next one. Um, yeah. Ugh. Good riddance, man. Good riddance with that guy. Right? But the, the, the fuck. It's so funny, too. It, like, it, it gives you like shivers down your spine when you think about how – a guy like that, his like litigation was like his, he used to be so snarky. He's like, you know, yeah, yeah we're just going to go to court with you and we're going to win because I've got all this expendable cash. And he made all these people sign NDAs. He just owned people. Yep. And like coming from a position of power and like laughing about it, like just chortling in your like ranch in wherever California and being just yeah. like sitting back, like, you're untouchable is the scariest shit ever. That's like Epstein shit, dude. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's nuts. Money and power will be the death of sport and so many other things always and forever. We have to remember that, but Hey guys do things the right way. Don't do drugs. Uh, get a good education. Listen to your moms and dads. Do you have any mm-hmm. other messages that go along with that? Max? I think that's it. All right, guys. We will, we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Training Mike podcast. I'm Zach Tallender. And that's Max Ada. See you on the next one.